Welcome to Pharmacy in Focus, where I will be having pocket-sized conversations on current topics and interests relating to pharmacy and the wider health sector. My name is Sharina Vassan, bringing you Pharmacy in Focus on behalf of the Pharmaceutical Society of New Zealand. Hello and welcome to Episode 7 of Pharmacy in Focus. Today we are having a conversation with Mina Alsifa, who is a very passionate pharmacist and community pharmacy owner. When Mina, daughter of pharmacist Adam and Emin Alsifa, was deciding her career, choosing to follow in her parents' footsteps and also becoming a pharmacist herself was a no-brainer. Mina graduated with the Bee Farm from Otago University in 2015 and has now been a community pharmacist for five years. Becoming a pharmacy owner was not in her original plan. However, she now owns and operates two community pharmacies located inside medical centres alongside her husband, Jafar Al-Jamali, who is also a pharmacist and she wouldn't have it any other way. Mina has two children, Yasmin, who is four years old, and Kareem, who is one year old. She is also on her way to completing the postgraduate certificate in clinical pharmacy through Auckland University to complement her knowledge and practice while she works in an interprofessional community pharmacy setting. Welcome, Mina. Hello, thank you for having me. Now, we heard a little bit in your bio there about uh, you inadvertently going into pharmacy ownership and that you have only been um, a pharmacist for five short years. Um, Tell me about this, your five-year journey to date. Well, um, well, thank you for having me um, on your podcast. It's an honour to get to talk about myself and my journey and my passion for community pharmacy. Um, Well, I guess my... um, my journey into pharmacy ownership or my journey into pharmacy, I think actually began way before I was born. Um, so if you don't mind, I talk about that because, yeah, my journey started, yeah, a long time ago. Um, so first of all, I migrated from Iraq to New Zealand with my parents back in the 90s. I was four years old when we moved here. And um, we consider ourselves very lucky to call Aotearoa our home. Before university, I never really had my heart set on a particular career, but I did know that I loved the sciences. I loved biology, chemistry, physics, Um, but I also loved to be involved in leadership. So while I did take my study very seriously, I also involved myself in many extracurriculars, um, sports. I enjoyed netball, um, but I also enjoyed being a part of productions, so I was part of the backstage crew. And by the time I was year 13, I was a backstage manager. Um, and even in university, I continued to be backstage manager for the pharmacy reviews. Um, and I was also a prefect at year 12, deputy head girl of my high school in year 13. Um, I did the Duke of Edinburgh's award. Um, I got the service award in year 12. So I really did love to be involved Um especially in kind of team environments and to be a leader and also work within a team. So I think all of that um, really set me up for my pharmacy career as well. Um, And when it got to choosing which path to take at university, 
um, choosing to be a pharmacist, um, like you said, my bio was a no-brainer because, well, my, my parents are both pharmacists. So I had a very unique uh, experience growing up. Um, my parents, by the time I was eight, they owned a pharmacy. So during school holidays and some weekends, I would spend my time at the pharmacy, you know, helping them put caps on vials and cleaning and doing stock takes. And being in that environment, I was able to watch my parents at work and see the relationship that they had with their regular customers and watching them as they recommend products and counsel on medication. And it was really awesome to also see patients coming back to my parents and thanking them for the recommendation the week they made before about how, you know, how the cream worked and so on. So I was a very proud daughter and I still am. And so choosing to follow in my parents' footsteps and study pharmacy was a very easy decision. Um, I knew that it could be a fulfilling career for me as it has been for my parents. Um, yes. And it sounds like um, you're, your parents were, were were the main reason what you saw and being being brought up literally in a pharmacy um, they helped develop the passion that you have for for the profession and and the community pharmacy setting would that be would that be right yeah definitely I mean they had a positive outlook on their career and and pharmacy and I mean it's not um, you know perfect and pharmacy ownership was hard and I did see that in front of me. But combining my love for chemistry and science, but also, you know, working within a team and then also um, talk, getting to, you know, talk to patients and meet patients and help out in some way in primary health care was, you know, something that really, um, something I knew that I would really enjoy. Wonderful. Yeah. And, and if you mentioned, you know, that, that you recognise this was something that you really enjoyed because it, it it puts together your your passion for, as you say, science and, and the subjects that you liked at school and university, plus that 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 enjoyment of, of being around people and taking that leadership role and, and you know that sort of team spirit, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so what would you or is there anything specifically that um, you enjoy most about the community-based setting? Well, Community pharmacy, um, well, first of all, when I did become a pharmacist um, and I got my registration, I wasn't really sure on what I wanted to do. Um, owning a pharmacy was not my original plan. It was not my dream. While my friends at university, I remember they would talk about you know, how they wanted to own a pharmacy, I would always sit back and say, oh, I'm not going to own a pharmacy. I just want to be a pharmacist. Mm. Um, so, yeah, because I guess growing up, I saw the challenges that my parents faced and I didn't want, um, I didn't want ownership to get in the way of the enjoyment that I had for just day-to-day -day dispensing and counselling and talking to patients, which is the part that I love the most. Um, and so when I graduated university and I moved back to Auckland, um, that's when I also met my husband. Um, he... When we met, um, he was a pharmacist. He had been a pharmacist already for about eight years, and he'd he owned and operated a small community pharmacy inside a medical center. Um, and 
I not knowing exactly, you know, not wanting to commit to a particular pharmacy or not knowing where I wanted to take my career, I decided to locum for a little bit. Um, so I locumed for about a year and a half to two years all around Auckland. Um, and that's when I learned that community pharmacy is not all the same. Um, there are lots of different community pharmacies in all different settings, in all different communities around Auckland. And in those micro communities, you get different kinds of patients, different doctors that you're surrounded by and, and different healthcare professionals. So um, by going all around Auckland and trying to figure out what I like, I realized that kind of what my husband had was actually something that I knew that I could really enjoy, which is a just a dispensary pharmacy inside a medical center, being able to have a really close relationship with um, other healthcare professionals in that medical center, such as doctors and nurses. Um, yeah. Wonderful. I, I find it interesting. You've mentioned um, how uh, you'd, you'd like to have I think you use the word just, you know, ju just that small, you know, dispensary pharmacy. But actually, you know, it, it's a big thing, right? It's a big thing going into, into ownership um, and the responsibility that comes with it. So, you know, you and your husband have obviously, um, you know, grabbed that and, and taken it on board and said, yep, okay, you know, we, we want to purchase and, and, and run our own pharmacies and be you know that the pharmacist that that we've always you know wanted to be and um, and help our community. So it's a it's a great thing. Yeah. And you also mentioned in your bio that you work in a interprofessional community setting. Are you able to elaborate on that a little bit? Working inside a medical center um, is both really challenging, but also very, very rewarding. Um, we're very lucky that the medical centers we work with really value us pharmacists. We, are, we don't feel like you know, they're the medical center and we're the pharmacy. They make us feel like we are one. And that has, that has just been so rewarding because we're able to really work together as a team and it's really benefited our patients at the end of the day. Um, so they've seen the value, they know the value that us pharmacists can have. So um, with that kind of relationship, we're able to have more of a clinical role because they trust us, they trust our advice, they trust our judgment. So throughout the day, you know, they'll come up and ask me questions and, um, and it might not just be about medicine or medicines interactions, but it might be about different formulations, might be about funding. So um, it's really meant that we've had to be, you know, on the top of our game. We have to um, constantly be learning and updating ourselves. And uh, it's really, um, yeah, it's really fun to be the pharmacist on the team, you know. Um, yeah, the medicines expert. Yeah, and it must be very rewarding to to feel like you are part of that interdisciplinary team. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they also take on um, they take yeah they trust our judgment and they take on our advice. I mean, 
community pharmacists, we're in a really um, awesome position where we get to really, we really get to know our patients. I would say sometimes even more so um, in some cases than their own GP because their GP might say, see them every three months, whereas we might be seeing them every month or even more than that. I have patients who are on even weekly dispensing or daily dispensing. So we're constantly we're getting a, you know, we're, a, we're able to really have a good relationship with our patients and, and then we might see things that they might not even pick up on and we're able to make recommendations and and yeah, just having that kind of relationship is really just the best for everybody, you know. And that's a really good point as well, that being in the community setting, you you are seeing people potentially more often, whether it's um, people on prescribed medication or whether it's, you know, anyone else that's coming off the street with a, with a minor ailment because um, they can come in and see you whenever they need to see you. Um, not once every month or every six weeks and, you know, for, for a short period of time. And so that relationship has developed more than you would necessarily have in other primary care settings sometimes, and certainly more so than um, a lot of secondary care colleagues would have as well. So, um, so it's a very, um, it, it's, a, it's a position that maybe uh, some colleagues forget about, um, you know, how, how important that, that environment is and, being open and accessible to to members of your community so thank you for that's, reminding us of that that's right we are as primary as primary healthcare gets um i you know we, well i'll get calls all throughout the day um people not even just asking about their medication they're just asking oh what you know where can i access different services or i want to book an appointment with my gp but i can't get an appointment until next week what should i do and and so yeah, that they know that they can call us and there will be a pharmacist on the other line. And that's something very, very special. And that we're able to offer free advice, you know. Um, mm. I think society needs community pharmacists. Mm. That's right. And we, we've talked a little bit about all the, uh, all the positives, you know, the, the, the I mean, you can, I can, see and I can hear the, the passion in your voice for, for what you do. Have you faced any challenges in the five years that you've been a pharmacist? Um, well, I would say my biggest challenge is, well, growing up, I knew what it meant to be a pharmacist through seeing my parents or at pharmacy school. Um, and meeting pharmacists along the way. But when I actually became a pharmacist myself, I think that's when I faced the biggest challenge because having patients trust in my hands um, and having other healthcare professionals trust in my hands, it's a big responsibility. Um, and, and so I've had to make sure that I'm on the top of my game um, and be able to answer questions and, um, and if I don't have the answer, which is a lot of the time, I don't have the answer, but I, I know where to go. Um, yeah, but I think that's the biggest challenge is that the, the learning just never stops. Um, I'm continuing to um, learn and be on the top of my game. And every day I'm learning something new. Every day I'm approving, you know, the way I give advice or the way I talk to people or, um, yeah, I'm just growing and growing every day. And I think that's the biggest challenge. Um, yeah. Excellent. And 
what would you say is your biggest accomplishment to date? Well, um, it may sound very cheesy, um, but I would say my biggest accomplishment is just having patients tell me that I'm their favorite pharmacist. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Yeah, I know, and that they've made it that I've made a difference for them in one way or another. Um, that that's all I ever really want is to be able to use the knowledge that I have to to inform people, to help people, to um, give them a better idea of what their medicines are for. You know, that that that's what we're here for, and just to make a difference in some way. And yeah, so I, you know, when I've had patients tell me I'm their favorite pharmacist, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm done, I'm happy now. Head <laughs> <laughs> on the back, great. Yep. Yeah, you can you can leave work happy that day. That's right. And <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm proud of myself because to get to that point, I did have to be. Um, I did have to kind of get out of my comfort zone. I did have to be bold and I did have to be confident in that, who I am as a pharmacist. Um, you know, it's and it's not easy to get to that point, but it's just a lot of kind of talking to myself and and telling myself, look, Mina, you don't know, you don't know everything. You can't memorize a textbook. You know, there's so many medicines out there. You can't know everything off by heart, but that's not, that's not the point. Um, is just to wholeheartedly offer myself and offer my services to my patients and um, the other healthcare professionals around me. And that means, like, for example, even when I, you know, I'm rushed in the dispensary, I'll come out to counsel a patient, but I won't give them the impression that I'm busy and I need to rush back because I want to give them the opportunity to ask questions um, and to, to talk to them and, and, yeah, that's kind of my philosophy is, is I like to treat every patient, I always say to myself, I like to treat every patient as if they're my only patient of the day mm. to give them that kind of care or the kind of care that I would want for myself. Um, yeah, I, even if I'm giving out a paracetamol prescription, I won't assume that the person in front of me knows what paracetamol is. You know, a lot of times patients actually don't know that paracetamol and Panadol are the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that might be quite shocking for a pharmacist, but then you have to think and go, oh, actually, yeah, why should they know that? You know, mm -hmm. for us, that's something, you know, very, you know, very easy, but we can't expect everyone to know what we know. That's um, right. So that's what we're here for is to just not make assumptions and not be judgmental and, and just see what the patient wants to know and try to um, help them understand their medication better. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and even if a patient has been on medication for years, I will even never assume that they don't have um, questions or concerns. So I'll, something I always like to ask is, is there anything that I can do to make taking your medication easier? And it surprises me that most of the, most of the time there actually is something that they need help with. Mm -hmm. And that if I hadn't asked, then Mrs. Smith might have not told me that she actually has no idea what her little heart shape pink pillars for or Mr. Jones wouldn't have told me that the Medico pack um, font is too small for him to read. So there is always something that we can do. And even if you ask the question, they don't need anything, at least you've shown them that we're here to help and we genuinely care. And in turn, I find that very rewarding. Ooh, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I, I love what you said about, you know, it, treating each patient that you see as if they're the only patient of the day. 
and and you're right you know I think for for any of us we we would want to be treated with with that respect for, for ourselves and our families and our friends mm-hmm. as well but would you say that is a um well one of the the ways of uh, having a or running a successful business or a, a working in a successful pharmacy is to be able to treat each individual each individual patient as if they are the only patient you're going to see that day well it you know on, on it does get quite hard you know of course when you're busy um and, you know you might have your manager telling you come back into the dispensary we need you we're busy but I don't, I, I don't know all the answers, but I just know in my pharmacy that's the kind of philosophy that I like to have, and I think patients feel that. Um, yeah. I, I see myself really as the face of all pharmacists to, you know, in the little community that I'm in or the interaction that I have with one person, I'm representing all pharmacists, you know. Um, so, for example, if... Uh, a mum comes with her child for an antibiotic script for the child, I'll like to turn to the child and actually talk to them about their medicine, mm. you know, so that because this is their maybe the first time that they've seen a pharmacist. So this is their introduction to what who pharmacists are. Mm. Um, so I take on that responsibility. Um, and and I, I can see that it's, you know, my business is is doing fine along the way. So yeah. I don't know all the answers, but that's just what I've seen that, you know, I just focus on being a good pharmacist and in turn, the business runs. I don't know. (laughs) That's great. Thank you. And if if you could go back to when you first graduated from pharmacy school and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? Well, invest in some comfy shoes because you're going to be on your feet all day. That's number one. Um, And number two is something I touched on earlier is that, Mina, you can't know every single medicine. Um, So, and side effect and interaction. And um, so don't dwell on that, but just be confident in what you do know and always look up what you're not sure of and never assume and don't be afraid to own up to mistakes. Um, mistakes happen. They've mm-hmm. happened to me. And we're all human. But the trick is to learn from the mistakes, to deal with them in the appropriate manner. And I have found that in every single time I've made a mistake, thankfully I've not made a major one, but um, I would talk to the patient. And in every time they've actually been very receptive to the follow-up or the feedback and and so yeah I never let mistakes um, affect my confidence in who I am as a pharmacist you know if I drop the ball I just pick it up and I don't let that affect the rest of my game Um, but I learn from them and let them keep me humble and yeah thank you very much and now we know, you know, if you're, if you're graduating from pharmacy school, yeah, own up to your mistakes. Know that you're not going to know everything ever. And yes, you need some comfy shoes, <laughs> probably multiple pairs of comfy shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what what other skills do you think um, people need to be a great pharmacist or pharmacy owner? Well, um, to be a great pharmacist and pharmacy owner is, I think, just to treat others the way that you would want to be treated. So, um, like I said before, if they are your patient, then you give them the kind of care and advice that you would expect for yourself. Um, and if it's your staff members, to treat them with also the kindness that you would expect for yourself and not to demand of them what you would not demand of yourself. Um, and number two, and to be a great pharmacist and pharmacy owner, I think is just to keep patients at the center of everything we do and to just go above and beyond just dispensing and selling and just giving out medication, but just trying where you can to help out with medication management, addressing concerns and just being a part of their journey. Great advice. And I also like what you said a little bit earlier about being humble. Yeah. Definitely. And I've, I've heard a lot about your, your passion and enjoyment and, and the role that you play in your community. So from your perspective, why do you think community-based pharmacy is so important? Well, uh, like I said before, we are primary healthcare. Um, we really get to know our patients and well, we have the opportunity to really make a difference. Um, and I've seen that in yeah, the, the differences that I've made in my community. Um, for me, one of my biggest passions day to day is medication adherence. Um, sometimes I wish that I could go myself to the patient's house and give them their medicines themselves, you know, myself, but we can't do that, but I kind of see us as personal trainers. Um, it's a little bit cheesy, but, you know, just like how, you know, when you have a personal trainer or a friend holding you accountable with exercising, you tend to actually exercise more. That's how I see us um, with, in terms of medication adherence, is that maybe um, in part of my counselling, if I'm able to be enthusiastic with them about their medication, address their concerns, um, inform them of what they might not know about. Um, and, you know, like for example, if I have a patient starting on Simpacord after showing them how to use it and counselling them on the, on the, on the um, Simpacord, I might ask them if they'd like to come into the consult room and actually do it in front of me and see if they've got the technique right. And then I might ask them to, you know, let me know how, how it goes and give me feedback and um, call me if, if there's any issues or you're, if you want me to go through how to use it again and, and I'll see you in a month for the repeat. And, and so in that way, we're showing them that, you know, we're, we're a part of this with you. We're kind of like a personal trainer. So I don't know, I find that, um, yeah, maybe perhaps their medication adherence would be better if we, you know, when we give them that kind of support. Mm. Yeah. I would agree with that as well. I think the analogy of being a personal trainer is excellent. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we are on the journey with you. Mm. no matter how long that takes yeah that's <laughs> yep. right yeah I love um getting to know about a patient and their journey and so that medicine can fit into their lifestyle as opposed to it becoming a burden um so for example 
I had a patient who wanted their medication blister packed in a medico pack. So I did it as a once daily dose in the evening because they were on simvastatin. Um, after seeing after a couple of months that he was not so adherent, picking up his repeats late. Um, when I questioned him, he, I found that um, nighttime was just not the best time for him. He just tended to keep forgetting and that mornings would be better. So then I asked the doctor to switch him to a torvastatin and that way all of his medicines can be taken in the morning. Um, so it's that kind of difference that us community pharmacy pharmacists can, can make is, um, yeah, we're, we are primary healthcare. We can really get to know our patients and be on that journey with them and, and give advice and make recommendations and help them along the way. And that's what we're here for. Lovely. We're just going to end on a little personal question, if you don't mind. Yeah. Now that the borders are open, if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would that be and why? Well, um, very honestly, my heart is wants to go to Manchester. Um, that's where my mum's side of the family all live, my um, auntie and two uncles and my cousins, and also my grandparents, my mother's mum and dad, and they haven't met my children. So mm. I would love to take my kids over to that side of the world and see my family. Oh, lovely. Hopefully sometime soon. Yes, hopefully. Hey, Mina, thank you so much for your time today. It has been absolutely lovely chatting to you about what you love about working in a community pharmacy. Um, you know, we, we know that you own pharmacies, but your, your passion is really in, you know, being the, the pharmacist for your community. And it, it really shows. Um, I, can, I can hear it in your voice. I can, I can see it right now as well. Um, you have made some some great comments today on on how you as a as a pharmacist um, hold yourself and how you want to make a difference to your community um, and and one of them that um, I will certainly take away with me is you know when when you see it you know each each patient treat them as if they're the only people you're going to see that day um, to stay humble to to recognize you're not going to know everything there's just so many little tidbits of, of information that, you know, some people, some of us just forget sometimes um, because it, it is a very, very busy environment to work in. Um, you know, community pharmacies had it, had it pretty tough. Um, well, it, the whole of the health sector has had it tough, but there have been you know, certain other challenges as well. So um, it, it was a wonderful time to have you um, have this conversation with me. And um, I... Hope to, to have another chat to you sometime again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Take care. Bye. Thanks very much. Bye.